Hello, I'm Aiden Babbitt. And I'm Peter Marara. And welcome back to Off-Broadway, a podcast where two people who think they know more about theater than they actually do talk about theater. Okay, so apologies last week. We didn't have Act 5 for you. Uh, We were on finals for college, and it's just a very stressful time. I mean, I'm sure you can agree with that, Aiden. Oh, yeah, I I was swamped with work. I had so many, like, videos to record because, like, all of my classes are usually like studio classes. So it's just like video, video, paper, video, paper. And it's, I was just getting swamped. So we decided it was lot, best yeah. for both of us if we, uh, if we just took a week break. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I took a lot of courses this past uh, semester. So I'm in the same boat with you, just paper after paper and stuff. And it's, it gets tedious at a point, especially being at home. You know, you're not, it's not your most productive state, I want to say just because no not at all yeah i mean with school and stuff i'd be in the library a lot and i just can't i don't have a place like that at my house so i miss the library yeah for sure on the bright side it looks like we have a concrete date for when we're heading back in the fall yep yep interesting that's a whole nother topic that's that's an off for sure that's an off off broadway (laughs) like off the podcast like that's that's something else uh so we're gonna hop in today we're going to talk about big news big news hit the theater community people hamilton being dropped july 3rd insanity insanity it's it's actually funny though it's quite apropos if you think about it just because we were talking about filmed stage musicals and them being successful what was that three weeks ago and then they just dropped this yeah i think it's great and i think it's cool too because i think Disney has been has been sitting on this a while. I could just picture Lynn Lynn just sitting in a corner, just like just like doing putting like his fingers together, being like ha ha ha, like they're not ready. <laughs> and then and then I mean, this is the perfect time to do it, just with Corona and everything. Well, I mean, there's that there's that whole thing now, just like in general about like movies and releases. Because uh, did you hear like how big a success the trolls? at home release was no so um trolls 2 trolls world tour just like this animated film um was supposed to release in theaters but then coronavirus hit now all of the theaters are shut down so they just did uh just released it straight to straight available for purchase instead of like like straight to homes and it like was a hit it got made so much money and now theaters cinemas are sort of freaking out because it's just um it's jeopardizing their there's just their influx of income yeah and when you make when you when you sit down and think about it 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 sort of makes a lot of sense like cinemas kind of suck like yeah that social experience is nice and like i enjoy going to the movies i I sound british i sound british we're saying cinema you know Movie theater, American yeah, well, like, movie theater. Yeah, just well, <laughs> well, it's just like a difference between like since we talk about theater so much, I don't want to yeah, get confused yeah, exactly. with like theater and yeah, I so I'm that. calling it cinema. It's cinema. Cinema. But anyway, it's like the whole idea of going to a movie theater and paying eleven dollars for a ticket and say, like, you don't really go to movie theaters alone, so like going with Hey, hey, friends, hey, hey. Are... I take offense to that. <laughs> I would do that all the time, dude. Nothing beats a good matinee of an independent film. Like, come on. All right, that's just... Okay, I think an independent film is different. But, like, 
I'm not gonna go see Frozen two by myself. No, no. <laughs> you look like you look like <laughs> a freak. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. I went with a group of like there were like nine of us who oh, went yeah, to see okay. Frozen two. Yeah, it was so fun. But it's like that would have also been just as fun if we had paid twenty dollars to buy the movie and watch it in a house together instead of each of us dropping like eleven dollars respectively yeah. plus however many for snacks because they're wildly overpriced at movie theaters. oh yeah it's insane so it's like it's, it's just like it's, a broadway show really with the prices i mean not for oh, the ticket yeah. obviously but just for the supplementary stuff like uh like the food and the popcorn you know it's just it's yeah insane. i i'm i'm sort of like <laughs> I will die on my my dumb hill because I'm like I'm like well at least at Broadway shows you get a cool cup, <laughs> dude. I have so ma- I'm drinking out of my Beetlejuice cup right now. I have so many cups. It's insane. It's ins- like I'm, I'll be doing dishes. And I just I'm just like wow. This is this is insane. This is a problem. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, anyway, on yeah. that on that whole topic of releases and stuff, me and my mom watched frozen two over the past few days and we were debating whether to rent it for like two bucks or something. But then Disney plus it dropped and I was like, yes, like I have this <laughs> and it was free and stuff. So yeah. that's cool. And also uh, the movie onward, if you've heard of that with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Oh my God. Don't even talk to me about onward. Was I it cried. Bad? I saw uh, at the end of that. Movie. Yeah, no, but it was just I like that. that movie. It was, it was supposed to be, I haven't watched it, but, I will eventually uh just it was supposed to be theater released and they put it to streaming and i mean i'm sure it did very well but that's weird though i wonder how they uh, estimate revenue and just earnings on movies when they're on streaming services just because it is a subscription but i don't know yeah just it's it's definitely an interesting yeah we're definitely at like an interesting uh time with um movie theaters sort Mm -hmm. of now and and whether yeah, there's so much yeah. is on so so many streaming devices and, and services and stuff. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Scoob just came out. Oof. Not gonna see that. That's a that that's a movie. I watched it. I forget what movie I was seeing in the theater. It was probably like a few months ago before Corona all started. And I saw the trailer for Scoob, and I said, "Nope." <laughs> Not, not they did Matthew that. Lillard so dirty. Who's 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 Shaggy voiced by? Uh, Will Forte. Ooh, who, I like, like I like I like Will Forte a yeah, lot for sure. But, but Matthew, like when you have Matthew literally, he's just like an iconic Shaggy voice. He was like Shaggy in the live action movies, and then he was like the animated voice. And then they were like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna Will do a Forte. new movie." Yeah, and yeah, it's like. Uh, as an actor, know. as an actor, I feel like that's got to be, that's got to suck, to be honest. That's got to be shitty. That's got to be oh, really shitty. Sure. Yeah. They've done that multiple other places, but yeah, even like, even it, that yeah, relates sure. to Broadway in a sense too. Just if you do an out of town tryout, say in Denver or Boston or something, and then they bring it commercially and they just replace you with a big name. Like, I'm, oh, that's. Yeah. That's going to suck. Because you've been with it like, since you, the beginning. You, yeah. Yeah, if you like workshop a show and then they move it to Broadway and don't ask you to come. Oh, that's got to be the worst feeling. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what a, what a tangent we got off to. So we just wanted to bring up Hamilton. I mean, it's insane. It's insane Super that they're excited. like, oh, I've been I've been telling my friend. Yeah, I've been telling my friends who are 
not really interested in theater. I'm like, you got to watch Hamilton. Like, this is this is a musical for everyone. And Absolutely. I'm excited. When was it supposed to come out? It wasn't supposed to come out. Oh, in like it 2021, was 2021, right? It was the 2021 release date. But they were they were just sitting on this. They've had it cut. They've had it edited. Lynn is just waiting for it to drop. And then coronavirus happens at, like, perfect time. I saw a commercial for it yesterday. Like, jeez, they're getting out there. And oh, I'm really? Still- yeah, there was a commercial for it. I was watching the last. Yeah, I was watching the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, which was insane. Oh, the Michael. How is that? It was. It was really good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, it took a lot of different uh, perspectives and stuff on Michael Jordan, and also just the Bulls as a franchise during that time. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big sports guy. Pod listeners too, so I'll watch my fair share of Thirty for Thirties uh, <laughs> on ESPN and stuff, just with my family and stuff. It's a fun time. Oh, but it's good. I liked it a lot. And that also, the ratings on that are just through the roof as well, just because we need this. Yeah, it's huge right now. We need entertainment, <laughs> especially. And the only way we can do it is from I our mean, home. Everyone's locked inside. Like every every sort of like televised medium is sort of through the roof right now. Yeah, thriving. Okay, so that's on news and other topics that we felt we need to tangent on. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about the 11 o'clock number. So, Aiden, if you want to explain what the 11 o'clock number is. Sure. So, this is just, like, from Wikipedia. Um, You can look it up. But the 11 o'clock number refers to a big show-stopping number uh, that occurs in the second act of a two-act musical, in which, uh, primarily, the major character, often the protagonist, comes to an important realization. Um, Some examples include So Long, Deary, Hello, Dolly, Rose's Turn, Gypsy, um, and it was named the 11 o'clock number because back when musicals started at 8.30, the song would happen at around 11 p.m. Imagine if shows start at 8.30 now. I could like, there, there are some <laughs> shows even when you start at 7 that go until, like, 11. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm not sure if Hamilton was a 7 or 7.30. It was probably seven thirty, but that that show just ran late. I mean, I mean, 50, it was it, the runtime was two hours fifty five, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And which is like, oh yeah, I remember getting out of the theater at like eleven, but wild. Yeah, uh, but also like I couldn't imagine something like the revival of Angels in America with Andrew Garfield and Nathan Lane. I mean, it had two parts and it was seven and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. Like, going to a night showing of that, three and a half hours. I mean, not dissing plays or anything, but it's a play. Like, it's it's, it's it's wild. No, Angels in America is a wild show. Yeah, it's a a bear for anyone who tries to put on that production. But But yeah, so just essentially an 11 o'clock number is a big second act number that is not the finale. Sort of like the turning point for um, the main character. But there's also just like some dispute as to like what that means or like 11 o'clock numbers as a whole so do you want to sort of like talk about our favorite 11 o'clock numbers and why we like them so much and like what we think they add to the story yeah yeah, totally uh so one that it's more modern and it's pretty recognizable as an 11 o'clock number just because there aren't that many songs in the show is words fail from dear evan hansen uh I mean, second act, like vocally insane song. Usually, I wanted to bring that up earlier too. Just the eleven o'clock number is oftentimes just the most taxing and difficult vocally. 
I, I can think of numerous examples where this is the case, but yeah, words fail. I think it really tells the story of Evan and what he wanted to do and what he failed to do, in, honestly. And and you really see there's so much emotion poured out into it, and you're like, whoa. I mean, you thought it would have been his sort of scheme, in a sense, would have been fortuitous, but in reality, you're just like, no, this could never happen. And you see that payoff there, and it's it's a sad song, really. Yeah, and I think Ben Platt does like an excellent job especially with this song it's like because it's it's an incredibly raw and Mm -hmm. powerful and emotional song um and just like yes it's it's vocally challenging like it's very high and Mm -hmm. not only is it like musically challenging but acting wise it's also an incredible challenge yeah you have to you have to it's just you have to cry on stage (laughs) like that's it's insane Oh, yeah. uh, Ben Platt tangent. Uh, season two of The Politician will drop June nineteenth. So, oh, that's cool. I like that series. I, I haven't it, watched I that. It well Is done. it good? Yeah. yeah, it's it's Ryan Murphy, same creator of Glee and the new series Hollywood as well. He created those. So. Okay, interesting. I like it. It's good. Ben Platt's good. In that. I I like the cast a lot. Cool. Also, Ben Platt. He and Noah Galvin are dating, right? Really. I think so, yeah. Interesting. Two Evan Hansons dating each other. Broadway T. <laughs> Truly, yeah. I think that was like a week ago or something that came out. Off Broadway anyway, Off Broadway um, Pod has now become a gossip a gossip pod. Yeah, a gossip <laughs> channel. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We will never What's be up, guys. <laughs> Welcome back to Off Broadway Gossip. Did you guys know that Ben Platt and Noah Galvin are dating? <laughs> Dude, that just reminds me of E, like that channel called E. <laughs> it's literally, it's literally just television shit. Like it's just, we're like, we're like TMZ. <laughs> just like they make a living, like ugh, brutal. Okay, yeah. we're we're getting off topic, but off topic, yeah. Anyway, this will surprise absolutely no one, but I'm about to bring up cats again. Always. Um, and of course. The big 11 o'clock number there. Memory. Grisabella's oh, yeah. absolutely heart-wrenching powerhouse of a song. Beautiful. She beautiful. talks about her, her days and her son when she was a glamour cat, when she was beautiful, and now everyone treats her poorly because she's gross and ragged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Grisabella, the glamour cat. I like that song a lot. Yeah, I watched that I watched that this weekend, too. That was the Andrew Lloyd Webber show of the week, so, you know. Yeah, Curl- they were doing Curl- that. Curled up with my cat Webkin and just watched it. Yeah, you a cat named Webkin? <laughs> no, it's a joke. But like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, like... my humor is very just dry. But uh, you know those web Webkins. You know what Webkins are, right? Yeah, I know Webkins. Yeah. I had yeah. plenty of Webkins. Okay, yeah. No, it was a joke. But big Webkins okay. fan. Big Webkins guy when I was younger. But Sweet. yeah, so I watch cats. It's always a fun time. It's just significantly better than the movie and shit we're talking about. Oh my about god, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, so much better than the movie. Okay, we just tangented hard there, <laughs> but uh... absolutely. But I mean, that's part of the podcast. Yeah. That's um. Anyway, like in terms of eleven o'clock numbers, I asked um some of my fellow music theater majors like what some of their favorite eleven o'clock numbers were. Mm-hmm. Um. But before I get into that, I think we should play a little game. Peter and I both have a list of shows, 
and we're going to give the other person a show and they're going to give us what they think the 11 o'clock number is. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be fun. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, you pro I think you know more about musicals than me, to be honest, uh, just with like soundtracks and stuff. So you're probably going to beat me, but we'll see. I do listen to exclusively show tunes, but yeah. you know, we don't have to, we don't have to keep yeah. score or anything, but, yeah, I've, um, I've been on a, I've been on a, like a rap alternative grind lately. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to start it? Uh, I'll, I'll give a show to you. I'll give a show. Okay. Hit me. Color purple. Oh, easy. That's I'm here. Okay. Okay. We're starting out easy. Okay. We're starting There's out no easy. question about it. Yeah, start out, start at ED. I also had color purple on my list, but yeah, no, I'm here. These are also like, I'll say this, like if you haven't heard of these shows um, and you're just looking for great songs, like great show tunes, like start with these numbers. Cause if you like these numbers, you're probably going to like oh, the yeah, show. For sure, for sure. Like the, and, and the color purple is a show I think everyone should listen to. It's absolutely incredible. And this number specifically just <sighs> brings down the house. There's a, there's a, um, there's there was, yeah, there's a video of Cynthia Revo singing it just on YouTube, and it's just, it's insane. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And have you heard Mariah Little sing? Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. So good. Mariah yeah. Little, um, for those who don't know, is a recent, recent Ithaca Musical Theater alum who is now the lead in the national tour of The Color Purple. Yeah, it's silly. Yeah. Silly? Yeah, and silly? she's yeah. incredible. Fantastic. Okay, anyway. quiz, quiz me, quiz me. Let's go. Yeah, all right. I'll start you. Um, I know one of your favorite musicals, Wicked. Ooh, no good deed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's that's a vocally crazy song as well. <laughs> this song is wild. Yeah. Oh, I like that show. One one of the reasons I love that show is just because the acts, uh, just with you know, oftentimes you get a second act that's like, uh. Like I watched Miss Saigon over the weekend, and just the second act, I just thought was significant, not significantly worse, but it was worse. It was noticeably worse than the first act, just mm-hmm. with just with songs, and I feel like the plot kind of dragged on. But like Wicked is one of those shows that keeps me engaged the whole time, just because the first and second acts are just so captivating, in a sense. Yeah. All right. So my next one, uh, this one might not be as clear, just because the soundtrack is so extensive. Hamilton. Okay, so I, yes, yes, I have a few things for Hamilton. My thing is, I think my vote goes for the room where it happened. Ooh, if you, if you establish Burr as the ah, protagonist. Oh, interesting. Well, so this is the thing. This is where I think 11 o'clock numbers, like the definition of them can get confusing Mm-hmm. Because Hamilton is a show where there are, like, so many main characters. Like, yes, of course, Alexander Hamilton is, like, the main character. But if you really think about, like, the turning point in the show, I would say it's the room where it happens. Because that's when Burr is finally, like, I've done, like, nothing with my life. I need, like, to make a difference. And I have this just yearning to be a part of something. So that's when he starts running for president and, like, all of this. And that eventually yeah. culminates in him killing Alexander Hamilton. Spoilers for history. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what, like, I would say. Like, you could make, I mean, you could definitely make an argument for, like, Quiet Uptown. Or, like, I'm sure... Or, I, I was thinking. I was thinking. Hur- I was thinking. Hurricane. 
but oh yeah yeah i, I, I forgot I, about that, that song flies so far under the radar though to be honest it really i i honestly think it's underrated like i i just myself like sort of forgot about it i've sung mm-hmm. hurricane i love that song i think it's really great and yeah i guess the like the whole write my way out and that whole sentiment is probably large but you uh, yeah i think hamilton because it's such like a long show like every piece of music is documented like we were talking about it's almost three hours long i think you can definitely make an argument for several different numbers being 11 o'clock oh yeah yeah and also that's the thing like an 11 o'clock number may not always be distinguishable maybe that's just poor writing or just maybe the music isn't that great but i mean sometimes that just happens and but other times, you know, there is a very recognizable 11 o'clock number that hits you and you're like, oh, that's the 11 o'clock number. Uh, what time mm-hmm. is it? Oh, it's 11 o'clock. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> often, oftentimes not. But Anywho, I, my next one, God, I just said anywho, gross. Um, my next one, I'm interested to hear what you say about this. Very modern musical, Beetlejuice. To be honest, I don't, I don't really listen to the soundtrack at all. To be honest, like I, I went mm-hmm. and obviously I enjoyed it, but like I don't, I don't really know any of the songs. Like I know "Dead Mom," a "Show About Death." That's really it. <laughs> like to be honest, so yeah, maybe "Dead Mom" that came in the second act, right? No, "Dead Mom" is first act. Oh, jeez, then I don't even know. So here's. <laughs> Here, like I, I mean, yeah, this is unfair because like I, I, I just saw this. I saw Beetlejuice very recently, and so like I've been listening to the soundtrack, and I've got like most of the songs in my head. Mm-hmm. And I think they wanted Home to be the eleven o'clock oh. number. Do you Who, even remember Home? Does Lydia sing that? Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember. I mean, not really. If I'm not remembering it, then no, not really. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> the thing is I think. I think home was like supposed to be it it seems like they set it up to be like the foil to dead mom like the dead mom is she's like depressed and like eh, angsty and mm-hmm. home is when she talks about like how she's found a home even though her mother has died like in in the like friend she's made along the way yeah. um, and it's like this like power ballad sort of thing but like it it is like sort of forgettable and um, I think that's what they wanted to like be the turning point. But I think a more effective 11 o'clock number in this case is what I know now. What I know now. Who sings that? That's, um, well, it's it's not Delia, but it's um, Leslie Kritzer when she plays the uh, the dead Argentinian beauty queen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, world. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I do remember yeah. that one. I do remember and that it's, one. And it's, it's a big company, like, dance number. Like, yeah, yeah. I only knew. And yeah. um, it's really fun, and it's insane, and it's, like, a great number, in my opinion. That's what, like, I, that feels more 11 o'clock number-y mm-hmm. to me yeah. than home. Yeah, I just want to kind of segue here. Some shows, like like a show like Beetlejuice, I had this experience in Come From Away. It's just you really just don't listen to the soundtracks after it. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's just the, how the music's written or something, but it's one of those, it's Beetlejuice is one of those shows. I just never listened to the soundtrack, like maybe once or twice, but it's not like I listened to it religiously or anything. And like come from away. I know you agree with me on this. It's just, it's not a show I really listen to. Like sure. Me in the sky. But besides that, not really. No. 
Yeah, I will come from the way is like such an intimate experience, mm-hmm. and like yeah. it's it's so powerful when you see it on stage, and like the music is fantastic, and I I do like love listening to the music, but like it's such a specific mood to listen to that soundtrack that I don't experience a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's not like one of those ones where it's like, oh, I'm gonna go for a run. Let me turn on like, <laughs> yeah, the way soundtrack. Exactly. No, like, I'm I'm turning on Bring It On. <laughs> like <laughs> exactly. Yes. And um, and whipped into shape from Legally Blonde. Exclusive. I one of my one of my finals for was to do like to create my own jazz warm up, and for like the the <laughs> fitness slash like ab section, I choreographed literally just like a workout to whipped into shape. <laughs> that song. And I abs. like it's one of the favorite thing my favorite things i've ever done okay uh is it my turn to quiz you yeah it's your turn okay okay this one's pretty easy but i'm just gonna throw it out because i love it uh waitress um i'm gonna say she used to be mine yep yeah yeah just a great song great song see waitress is i'm not i'm actually not terribly familiar with the waitress soundtrack okay i listened to it a couple times but i don't know i never saw the show which i think probably would have things would have changed for me if i had seen it i meant to see it but i just never did i I love that show to be honest there's something about it like i mean obviously the music is incredible sarah borellis wrote all of it that's great but also just i like the story a lot too just it's very like you think it to be like this light like ditzy like oh it's just about a waitress, but like it's more than that. And it's got like a really like heart wrenching story about family and just commitments in a sense. And I really like that. And also just the show is very fluid. It's like come from away where it just goes from one scene to the next. I mean, it is two acts, but it it's just very fluid in how it works. And the band is on stage and stuff. It's, it's just like a really, it's a really great experience. I think. Oh, I didn't know the band was on stage in waitress. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Oh sweet. Um, okay, I've got I've got one for you. This is one of my favorite shows of all time. Okay. She loves me. Ooh. I just watched this. I just watched this. Uh, I got a Broadway HD uh, free trial. I had to watch a play for a class, so I just figured I'd get it for a mm-hmm. week. And I've kind of been binging with my mom. We watched She Loves Me and Miss Saigon. So. She loves me. I this is fresh. Uh, I want to say the titular number, but I really don't think it is. Uh, I'm gonna say vanilla ice cream. Okay. I mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely like. This is another one where it's like because you have Amalia and George. Yeah, it is basically the... share the main character. Yeah, yeah, and also it's just. Uh, the two songs vanilla ice cream and she loves me are both realizations in a sense and it's just yeah amalia's realizing oh wait he could be this and then i mean not really because he then goes on to read read her the letter later but and but then i mean george knows it he's like oh she likes me a lot i don't know it's i want to hear your take on this just what you think the 11 o'clock number is i like now that you like mention it, I hadn't really thought like it seems obvious now because like they both are like the main character, like Amalia and George. What mm-hmm. one let me just go off on a little tangent here. One of the reasons I love She Loves Me is the fact that like every character feels significant. Even the minor characters. Oh yeah, yeah. Like have a place and feel significant. Like there's a, there's a whole I don't story. think you could 
Yeah. Yeah. You, you like, you can't have a, she loves me. Like all of the actors have to be like primo actors because they all have like Mr. Marichick has like days gone by. Sipos has perspective. Arpad has try me. Like Mm -hmm. all of the characters have their like moment to shine. And it feels like a very shared show. And even like, the like the bit piece like the waiter in um like romantic atmosphere is such an like an unforgettable number it's yeah, so yeah. fun and ridiculous and like even though he just has that one song and he's there for that like flash of a moment mm-hmm. it's that's, still like yeah memorable. it's that's like the waiter's gallop in uh hello dolly it's just very unforgettable i don't I don't yeah, know. What, I don't exactly. know what the fascination is with like restaurant waiters having us having a place in '60s musicals, but I guess they did. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're just they're just, they're just in the writing room. Like it's it's the director, the composer. He's like, okay, like I'm I'm feeling we need to bring up the waiters here. Like, <laughs> like, like what? It's their time to shine. <laughs> like, who thinks of that? But I mean, it's cool. It's enjoyable. It it's a comedic. They provide comedic moments in shows which I like. Exactly. But yeah, in terms of like the 11 o'clock number and she loves me, I had originally put, she loves me, the titular number, like you had said, Mm -hmm. um, because like, that's the moment that, that George is like, Oh, like this girl who I, like, I thought I hated, like likes me or likes the idea of me. And I really actually like her. And then it's like all of this, but there's definitely like an argument to be made for vanilla ice cream like that whole realization that like um yeah that george isn't as bad as she thought and so and they they actually become one right after the other like it's vanilla ice cream then she loves me so in like the whole like time situation yeah they could both be 11 o'clock numbers oh yeah yeah for sure interesting okay it's my turn right yep okay uh anastasia Oh boy. Oh gosh. Cuz I know I know we both like that show, so I just want to hear yeah, your take on. Yeah, I have to oh, Second boy, act is kind of a... Yeah, for sure. No, second act is kind of a blur to me, but let me I'm looking at the song list because I cannot remember it. Oh no, I don't want the animated version. I know I know what it is. I know what it is. Yeah. yeah I think there's one I, I, I think I think, I think there's one definitive I think when I see it, I'll know it. Oh. Is it in a crowd of thousands? I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. I think like I when think, Yeah. I just want to say I think that's interesting though, uh, when you think about it. Just because uh you know, eleven o'clock numbers are usually solos and it's a duet, you know. You don't really get mm-hmm. that often. No, that makes a lot of sense because that's when that's when Dimitri realizes like the one person he's ever bowed to was Anastasia, yeah. and then like that's I think when he fully realizes that Anya is legitimately Anastasia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, she, told, like, I totally agree. She, yeah, she remembers that moment. Yeah, that's just weird because like I love Anastasia, but I that's one of the ones I haven't really listened to. I think it's mainly because the the music the musical the soundtrack isn't on um apple music that's interesting yeah my one friend told me that who also likes anastasia that's crazy because on spotify there's everything there's nothing's left out which is interesting yeah it's like the one musical i can't find on apple music and it's like 
unfortunate because I love that musical and Apple Music is how I listen to my music. Oof. E-boy. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Such an e-boy. No. Uh, yeah, that's interesting though because I feel like Spotify, even some of the like musical reviews and stuff that I would not think would be have any recordings have recordings on Spotify. Like, there's a song I sang for an audition. It's called Disappear, and it's from a regional show called The Burnt Part Boys that I guess they recorded an album for, but since I since it's on Spotify, but yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. Okay. You're, you're a big Sondheim guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Give me the, uh, the 11 o'clock number for Assassins. Dude, I don't know Assassins well. Ah! To be honest, like that's one of those Sondheim ah. shows I just don't know that well, unfortunately. You love Assassins. Ha- Throw in your two cents about I, it. I do, I do really like Assassins. Um, I think it's such a weird concept, and it's such an, like a interesting show, like the way they do it, because like the original um, production is they're like all at a carnival, and the carnival games are like, uh assassination attempts on like presidents what like that's just yeah it's so strange and then you've got like the way they did the revival was really interesting the revival with uh was with neil patrick harris as the balladeer he's so probably i love he's he's crazy good like legitimately like he is one of my favorite like actors Mm -hmm. i'm Um, also just a how i met your mother like Oh, it's like my favorite show. I love that show. I love that yeah. show. He was my favorite character on that show by far. Fuck friends. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck friends. I like friends. Friends is Fuck good. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I, associate, I associate with Matthew Perry as Chandler. Okay. David Schwimmer um, can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You're so vicious. <laughs> I hate that show. Okay. But say what you were saying about Assassin's um, so in terms of, um, I think the 11 o'clock number is um, another national anthem. I don't know if you've heard that song. I haven't, no. It's, it's really interesting. And like you were saying about Anastasia, how it's like usually a solo um, and how Anastasia mm-hmm. was a duet. This is actually a number with all of the assassins. Ooh. So it's, a, it's like an ensemble number. That's cool. Um, and it's really, really interesting. Like, it's a, it is a show that I think requires, like, a lot of, like, listens to, to fully, like, yeah. grasp. Um, like, because, do you, is there, like, a movie that, like, you watch, and then you, like, you enjoy it, but you definitely know you missed something, so you want to watch it again immediately? Uh... Not really. I te- I typically just go look up YouTube videos about it and just have other people decipher it for me. But you know, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, yeah. Like movies leave me something to think about. But yeah, I technically do the latter. I just watch YouTube about it or like look up the plot or something. For, yeah, for me, like Assassins is like to a musical what Swiss Army Man is to a movie. I haven't seen that, so I can't relate. It's the it's the uh, Daniel Radcliffe one where Daniel Radcliffe plays a dead guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what it is, but I just I haven't seen it. But mm-hmm. but yeah, no, that's just like sort of like my two cents. Um, and sort mm-hmm. of just like I highly recommend listening to Assassins. There's a very very strong language. I mean, one of the, I think the second song, um, is John Wilkes Booth, and 
he says the n-word because it's john wilkes booth and he's racist you know heavy stuff because it deals Mm -hmm. with like the assassination of presidents but it's a very very interesting and intriguing show and it's like classic son time like the music's insane yeah yeah i can i just say something like i i hate it and i think it's been increased lately just with media is like the glorification of just murderers it's i hate it yeah there is there there is like a weird thing i think happening there was like there was a um when uh zach efron zach efron played what ted bundy yeah yeah i I never saw that And people were like man ted bundy was so hot and it was like like no weird that you're sexualizing a serial killer but this man was awful like stop talking up like jeez i I don't know i just have a big gripe with it Mm -hmm. Uh, no and it's it's definitely not like assassins the show doesn't glorify oh yeah no i i Um, yeah we were just on the topic but yeah absolutely no i get where you're coming from dude and when you said like it's at a carnival i just pictured the movie big where that guy goes to the uh, the guy who played Davy and the old newsies just goes to the Z- the Zoltar machine and just comes out as Tom Hanks like wild, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like yeah. like when I, when I first watched that I was like what like what why is the first thing that the first thing that comes to your mind when I mention a carnival dude I don't know that I've seen that movie so many times and I just love it so that's probably why just a just a very like distinguishable carnival scene for me i think that's enough for the quizzes right because you have to get to what your friends said about the 11 o'clock number yeah so i just like i sort of um texted and like we of course we have a group chat i think everyone has a group chat at this point um yeah and i just texted them and i was like hey guys like recording a podcast about the 11 o'clock number do you want to like send me like some of your favorites and they're like, you have a podcast? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they're like, nerd, shut up. <laughs> How'd you get our numbers? <laughs> You're not a millennial. <laughs> You're Gen Z. <laughs> like, like, stop making a podcast. Stop. Oh, um, that's, just, that's just my parents. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, like, you'll probably definitely hear a lot of overlap. And again, I'm just going to say, like, if you're... If you're not terribly familiar with a lot of shows, um, I would say, and you like, and you don't have time to like listen to a whole soundtrack, I would say, take a listen to these, and if you like them, maybe find some time to go back and listen to the rest of the show. Uh, yeah, you really get a, you really get like, and it encompasses really just the stylings of the show and the musical, the musicality of the whole show, really, with the eleven o'clock number, which I like too. Yeah, I'm here from the color purple. Duh. Great number. We talked about it. Um, Last Midnight from Into the Woods, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Well, because, like, Into the Woods, Sondheim, also another one where it's, like, every character is important. Mm -hmm. Sure, you could say the baker is the main character, but there's so much, like, it's split so well between all of the characters. Yeah. I think the big three, like, without denying it, are the baker, the witch, and Cinderella. Like you can all you can make a case for all three of those characters being the lead. Maybe the baker's wife, but not really. I think I think that's lost. Yeah, it's it's died, yeah. But. So that's really interesting. Um, Into the Woods is a show like I think everyone should listen to. I think it's like oh, a masterpiece for sure. For sure. Um, 
She Used to Be Mine from Waitress. Light yep. in the Piazza from Light in the Piazza. I don't know much about that show, so I can't really speak to that. But... I don't I don't either. We were supposed to do it at, at Ithaca and my big was supposed to be in it and I was super excited to go see it. I need to I need to listen to more Light in the Piazza. Yeah. I, I, I always I always get Light in the Piazza confused with a little night music. Isn't aren't those both Adam Gattel? No, I think a little night music is Sondheim. Oh. Um, anyway, Hugh, uh, Roses... by Hugh Wheeler. Wheeler. Hugh Wheeler? Oh, that's the author. Okay, sorry. Okay, just keep going. Uh, I mean, there's there's a reason why many people don't know about this show, so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roses Turn from Gypsy. Duh. <laughs> Life I Never Led from Sister Act. Ooh, that's such a good song. It is a great song. And yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. Oh yeah, I think yeah, I think that. I, I think I mean, if you, you could say sister act, but it's not like a crazy like vocally demanding song. All of Dolores's are in the first act for that, really. I think so. Yeah, and yeah, like Sister Mary Roberts. Yeah, yeah, Sister Mary. Yeah, Sister Mary um, yeah. Is definitely like not not the main character. Like Dolores is obviously the main character, mm-hmm. but I think Sister Mary Roberts is like sort of like the secondary character and i think that song has more of like a importance and like idea of like yeah turning sorry i just think Um, the title of show there came into my head (laughs) it all fades away from bridges over madison county yep yep agree if you haven't listened to that aiden i know you aren't that familiar i I haven't i need to give it a listen give it a listen it's that's a great song definitely some great male songs too to add to your book i mean it's 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 a show geared towards like all that songs that that character sings. I think his name is Robert, are just like they're for older men to be honest, <laughs> like thirties. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you if you're thirty, like you go into an audition for that maybe. But it's, I mean, just the musicals. The music is very beautiful, and I recommend it. Cool, memory from cats. Cannot talk about cats enough on this podcast. We're done. <laughs> No, soon soon enough, this is going to become a Cats-only exclusive podcast. We're going to introduce it. Honestly. Welcome to Cats, formerly known as Off-Broadway, because all we did was talk about Cats. <laughs> Just like... I'm going to, if we ever get to episode 100, we're going to do a frame-by-frame analysis of the Cats movie. Oh my, I'm here, I'm there for that. <laughs> Um, or, or we just no we should just cover the all we do we should, the whole episode we should the whole episode we just cover the, we just cover cats we I'm, put together i'm so game for that like cats the musical oh my gosh just we, the two of us do you want to honestly it could work let's do it um gimme gimme from thoroughly modern millie okay yeah, yeah this yeah. was on my list this was on my list to give you but we didn't get there mm-hmm. but yeah classic Absolutely. Sutton Foster. Oh my god, every day I wake up and I'm disappointed that I'm not. <laughs> As is every performer. As is every person <laughs> on earth, okay? She's everything. I like, I'm, I I can't remember if I've talked about this or not. Don't shit on something, Foster, I'm pissed about it when people do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I may have talked about this already, but I already have tickets to um, The Music Man Ooh. with Hugh Jackman. And everyone's like, oh my god, Hugh Jackman. I can't wait to see Hugh Jackman. And I'm like, guys, I get to see Sutton Foster perform. 
<laughs> I'm so excited about it. And I know, I know, honestly, Mary and the Librarian, not the best role for her. But I don't care. It is Sutton Foster, damn it. Dude, I'm just, I'm just afraid that that show is just going to be so true to like the, the original production that it's just going to be boring. <laughs> Sorry, I'm cracking yeah. up, but like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like Oklahoma didn't do that when they did the revival, and like it was successful. Truly, like oh I don't. My God. Oklahoma, I, the, the Oklahoma revival was so good. It was wild, dude. Insane. It was cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh. But yeah, like I'm just scared the Music Man revival, the Music Man, the Music Man revival is the Music Man. <laughs> it's just like it's just like Hugh Jackman and four other guys just up there like <laughs> playing it, trombone. Yeah, it just like turns into the Jersey Boys and Frankie Valley and you're just like, "Whoa, <laughs> this is the Music Man." But uh yeah, no, I'm just scared it's going to become like an old production of the Music Man. And I just don't want to see that in 2020. 2021 yeah. i don't know when it's releasing but yeah 2020 i mean hopefully with the yeah, pandemic we'll who knows because like what broadway was just delayed until september 6 dude yeah i'm i'm here in january oh my god especially be wild. with just how severe it is in new york so yeah i mean frozen 2 isn't coming back or frozen 2 jesus <laughs> frozen the musical isn't coming back yeah i know I've I've talked to people about that. There's just so much reasoning behind that that I have, and I just think it's for various amount of reasons. But yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, moving on. Just a couple left. Um. Make them hear you from Ragtime. Absolutely. Yep. Beautiful song too. Just yeah. beautiful show. Just in yeah. general. Yeah. Legally Blonde, the titular number oh. uh, from the musical Legally Blonde. That's a duet as well. Yeah. It, oh yeah, is that Vivian and L? No, it's uh, Emmett and L. It's Emmett and L. Yeah, you're thinking of Legally Blonde remix. Oh, that's okay. one. That's one where Vivian just like hits like an insanely high note that I was not expecting watching it, and I just like was like, "Whoa!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I visually, I audibly gasped. So okay, so next I'm gonna talk a little bit about the Great Comet which is a great show. So there's two. I've got uh, Sonia Alone and Dust and Ashes. Yeah. If you're, if you're looking at it from Sonia's perspective, then yeah. But that's the whole thing. It's with perspective. I mean, musicals can be told from various perspectives, like we said with Hamilton, just like Burr and Hamilton, like who's, who's it centering on and Into the Woods and stuff. And I think Great Comet with Sonia Alone and Dustin Ashes is really one of those as well. Just, It's very just indistinguishable. I mean, they're both great songs, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dustin Ashes, I love to sing Dustin Ashes. Yeah, dude. Josh Groban. I got, I got, I got, um, I got dunked on when I took Dustin Ashes to a workshop. <laughs> um, I, I, I took it to like a master class because uh, I've been working on it for a while because it's just a fun song to sing. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, the guy was great. Like he helped me like work through the song and he was like, yeah, this is like a great song and you sing it well. And like, like, and he gave me like acting pointers and like vocal pointers. And then he was just like, but who the hell sings dust and ashes <laughs> at an audition? And I'm like, uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well, I was like, gosh 16 17 maybe um it's just like the dude just straight up dunked on me and i was like okay that's um 
I mean, he, he had a point. Like, yeah, it's, it's not really a song. It's like, an, it's I'm never an old man. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, exactly. It's like this 50 year old man and this child comes in. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to sing Dust and Ashes from the Great Comet of 1812. And he's like, hmm? Um, but yeah. And then, of course, uh, ending with Les Mis. We've also got two from this one, Bring Him Home and Empty Chairs at Empty Tables. One is Jean Valjean and the other is Marius. Yeah. I think you got to go with Bring Him Home, JVJ there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Empty Chairs at Empty Tables really just shows, like, the other... Not, I don't want to say the other side because Jean Valjean then goes, but just like how unfortunate it was with the revolution and stuff from the. Yeah, that is from, a brutal like, song. Like a young man's perspective, yeah. Nick Jonas, shout out, sang that song. When it was like right, eight, yeah. When it was like 18, like imagine. I forget Nick Jonas was on Broadway because he was also in How to Succeed in Business. Yep, after Daniel Radcliffe, I think. I. So, okay. This is a tangent. I, I like how to succeed in business without really trying. It's uh, oh yeah, so do I. It's, great yeah. it's um, very problematic, but like secretary, yeah. like secretary is not a toy. Like the what, secretary what is not the a toy fuck? number. Like, um, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, and I, I think you can do it in a way where you can make that like satirical. Um, yeah, I think you can. I think you. They're definitely like, yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, what? Yeah. I'm walking in circles. Anyway, it's 11 o'clock number for... I'm, I'm um, literally walking in circles right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now, on my feet, just pacing. Um, but no, How to Succeed in Business, 11 o'clock number for that one. Brotherhood of Man, great number. Watch the Tony performance for that one. Daniel Radcliffe does a fantastic job. Dances, dances his ass off. Yeah, it's so funny because, like, I think Daniel Radcliffe is, like, 5'5", five, five, he is like just he looks like a dwarf because he's surrounded by these like six three male ensemble dancers and then he's just like dancing between them and he just looks like it's it's very funny um but yeah props to daniel radcliffe i think he's yeah, a fantastic no, actor totally yeah i like how he really broke away from the uh, whole harry potter i like because he's like set for life he can just do literally oh, like whatever sure. he wants so like I feel like he's just picking projects that he thinks are interesting. And I think that like is great. I think that's like, that's like, yeah. that's the appeal of being an actor. Like, I don't give a shit like how much money I make or like all of this. I just want to do things that are fun and that keep acting interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, there's so many actors that have done that. Like uh, one of the big ones who I really like, I really like his recent work is Robert Pattinson. Uh, yeah. He was just holed up with Twilight and, he was just considered hey he's the guy from twilight you know edward and i mean one of my favorite movies is called good time it's a24 produced which is like the best the, like they produce the best films to be honest the best like independent films uh and he was also it was just a it's just a great great movie it's it's insanely well done and also i just watched the lighthouse which if you want great acting lighthouse is a fantastic movie if you want great acting watch that movie willem dafoe is insane he's insane it's incredible you know what movie i just watched that i loved i watched it last night just watched jojo rabbit i loved it i liked it such a good movie also like blows me away the like the child actor who plays jojo is so good mm-hmm. oh yeah 
Yeah, he was great. He got a Golden Globe nomination for that. Well deserved. Good for him. Like, yeah, what, like... how old is he? Ten? Like, damn. <laughs> Imagine being that talented at ten years old. At ten, I was playing Kirby on my DS in my basement. <laughs> like, that's that's what I was doing when I was ten. <laughs> you should have definitely gotten a Golden Globe nom for that. Oh, for sure. You know, best Kirby player, Peter Morara, <laughs> ten years old. Yeah. It's like such a specific award. It's just like best Kirby player on the DS Lite in his base <laughs> in his basement in a four person household with one brother goes to Peter Marara. It's like <laughs> yes, I finally won this year. <laughs> no other nominations. <laughs> the only other nomination is his brother. <laughs> I just lose to him. <laughs> um. Anyway, guys, I think that'll do it. Yeah, uh, sorry, sorry. This was, uh, I gotta say, this was like a very just off-topic episode, and apologies for that. If you were coming into this thinking it was going to be solely about the 11 o'clock number, you know, we just got, we just went on so many tangents, but you know. Just had some fun. Yeah, you know. That's what podcasting is about. Hell yeah. Um, special thanks to the rest of the musical theater major class of 2023 for um, giving me some ideas and some of their favorite 11 o'clock numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I just want to say, if you have if you have any suggestions or if you want any topics covered in the pod, please drop them at offbroadwaypod at gmail.com. Uh, we want content from listeners, definitely. This is Absolutely. About- you can... Um... Podcast for the people, PP, right there. Absolutely. You can also follow us at Off Broadway Pod uh, on Instagram and shoot us like a DM. Give us some ideas. Yeah, for sure. More than happy to do so. Um, we're definitely looking at hoping to get some guests on soon. Um, and so we hope you guys will stick with us. Catch you next week on Off Broadway. <laughs>